And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. We're back again after a week off. Thank you everyone for giving me that time. I needed it to, uh, you know, deal with the uh, face bones, you know, that I had removed. <laughs> it's a whole, it's a whole big deal. I'm sure if you've heard me on the show many times before, complain about the state of my teeth. Well, I'm finally taking the necessary steps to get the hard work done and everything there it's just uh you know really painful <clears throat> and that's before uh what is it my tooth fucking abscesses and everything a week before <laughs> i'm supposed to get it filled and i gotta get it yanked out anyway it's a whole it's a whole big thing but don't worry i feel much better now and i get to do it all again around june 15th so you it's know. it's fun it's a lot of fun oh yeah it's so fun it, it needed to be done again all my back teeth are freaking broken and rotting because i didn't take enough care of them <laughs> But hey, now I get to have a fun custom plate made, so that'll be good. Awesome. I'll be like Jaws from James Bond. Yeah, you could go bite like cart cables in half and mm, everything. Absolutely. It'd be cool. That's you could be dream, like become like a carny and like eat cars <laughs> and dream. shit and whatnot. Uh, living the dream is what you're saying. You know, if this YouTube thing never works out, you know, I can just travel the highways and byways of America yeah. as a carny. Eating shit. <laughs> Eating shit, yeah. Just uh, just like that movie. Uh, oh, God, it was really good. It came, Willem Dafoe was in it. What was it called? It just came out. Uh, Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley, yeah. I can live my Nightmare Alley fantasy. <laughs> Oh, he'll geek for me. Oh, he'll geek. <laughs> the way that Defoe says that is so threatening. <laughs> oh, he'll geek for you. Hey, you just got to put a little opium there in his shot. Yeah, then he'll geek for you. <laughs> Nightmare Alley is a great movie, everyone. You should totally see it. I, I have always actually loved the carnival and carnival history. There's a great PBS documentary about the carnival and carnies, and they interview... Like, all these real old carnies, like these lovely old men in sweater vests who were, like, clowns <laughs> back in the day. And they're sweet old men telling, like, the raunchiest stories you've ever heard. Where it's like, yeah, so you see, on the train at night when no one could hear you, that's that's when the fucking would happen. That's why I joined <laughs> the carnival for the hardcore sex. <laughs> so a bunch of old 1950 clowns fucking on a train. Think about that in the dead of night. In their costume in full makeup. Well, naturally, because you only had one set of clothes. <laughs> so think about that, everyone. <laughs> when you go to sleep tonight, think about that and let that haunt your dreams. <laughs> uh, but what have you been up to, Map? Uh, not much. Started a new job. Um, yes, just you been... did. We weren't sure if we were able to keep the show on the same night, but I guess we are for yes. the time being. Yeah, oh, probably for the foreseeable future, yeah. Um, well, that's good. Yeah, and uh, just been sort of trying to catch up on uh, comics and everything since I'm so far behind and just reading them as well. Um, I hear you. And yeah, just been doing stuff like that. Yeah. You got a new mini fridge that you were quite proud of. We were talking about mini fridges before we started. Yes, I put it right next to my desk for easy access. Nice. What's, <laughs> what's in the mini fridge right now? I don't think I've got actually anything in it because I've only just like kind of put it on and you're meant to like leave it for a little bit. So it like right, cools down and everything. So I don't, I don't have anything in it right now. It's just a regular fridge too. It's not one of those custom mini fridges that look like something fun. <laughs> no, no, it's just a, a normal one. I'm probably going to put like some stickers or something on it. Nice, nice. That's always good to go. You, you got to really customize it, make it your own. Yeah, it's not. It's not one of those um ones you see like those influences. What's that? What's that powdered stuff that they say like makes oh, you a better? Yeah, makes you a better gamer. Yeah, it's makes not one of those G, G fuel fridges. 
Get the gamer juice in you, gamer <laughs> fuel for gamers. It helps me focus and makes my heart, you know, beat off rhythm. <laughs> I assume. I've never tasted G Fuel, but I know plenty of people who shell for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it must be good, I guess. We're, we're, we're not a gaming channel, so I don't think G Fuel will ever actually uh, sponsor us. Uh, you never know, Comic Multiverse powered by G Fuel. That's true. It's it's not G Fuel, but it's like one of their like competition companies. I think I did try and write them at one point because their idea is, is like if you sell enough, they will actually name a flavor after you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was thinking forever, what would the comic multiverse flavor be? Hmm. I think we had I think mango. we've had this dis- discussion before. Yeah. I feel like we have multiverse mint, multiverse mango. The problem is, is that there's like not a lot of really great flavors that start with M. No. That's the real problem. Mint mango, that just sounds disgusting. That sounds Ugh. like a torture. Yeah, no thank you. Masala. It's the first masala <laughs> drink. It's just mm, pure spice. masala. Mm, spicy and satisfying. <laughs> uh, you do great in the Indian market, not so much here. <laughs> they can't get enough of you over there. Now, again, it's not G Fuel I have, but there was some other gamer drink it was like the one game convention i went to and they had like a bunch of free samples and of course because i'm a dirt bag i just you know sat right there for 15 minutes ah yes mm, yes let me swish and taste it ah yes this is wonderful this is a uh, blue raspberry you say <laughs> mm, yes yes mm, might i have another please so i just sat there and drank free samples all day and he just came back in different like outfits and and hats <laughs> pretty much yeah, yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> and again, I'm like, is this stuff good for me? Is this stuff supposed to be like energy drink? Ow, why does my chest hurt? Why do I taste iron? Why can I feel my skin? <laughs> <laughs> my teeth itch. Is that supposed to be right? <laughs> oh, Magmaster has a good one. Multiverse matcha. Yes, Ooh, that's yes. right. We're a green tea flavor. You're absolutely. I'm drinking green tea iced tea right now, Arizona. Nice. It's just this. We just put that in the bottle and just, you know. <laughs> scrape yeah, off we just, just yeah just buy like heaps of bottles of arizona iced tea the 99 cent ones and just put our logo on the, on them damn right oh the chat saying too hey did you hear about uh austin st john the original red power yeah. ranger getting in trouble for defrauding covid relief yeah yeah we did yeah yeah he seems like a real big piece of shit Oof. although still maybe not the worst red ranger who got in trouble for no. doing crimes because the wild force guy went to jail for murder so. that's true yeah yeah but has, hasn't he done something before as well uh maybe i know there was like a i think we might be thinking of another guy who got in trouble for stealing and like mm. for defrauding a bunch of fans okay there was one guy, I think it was from, it wasn't SPD, but it was like one of those later seasons where he like literally just took a bunch of stuff that people had signed at a convention and just left with it. <laughs> Which is funny because he played a thief on the show and is apparently a thief in real life. <laughs> They'll never expect it was me. <laughs> I'll just do it. No one will ever know. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that, 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 that'll be the next trial of the century, the next big celebrity trial. People will be watching that, like the frickin' Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Be, be the next thing where it's like, I don't think we're supposed to be watching this. I don't think this is fit for <laughs> public consumption. Why is that on TikTok? Yeah, why are people binging this like it's a TV show? This is, this is just sad, everyone. Yeah, 
at least with OJ and Michael Jackson, it's like, oh, he killed someone. Oh, he might have molested someone. <laughs> Not just like watching a deeply unhappy couple fucking fight and snipe at each other. Yeah, yeah. But hey, that's just me. Uh, now, we actually do have a fair amount of news this week, Matt, so should we hop into it? We should, yeah. Uh, starting things off, of course, the biggest thing that happened this week that everyone is talking about is the first a trailer for She-Hulk Attorney at Law dropped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that it's Attorney at Law. I love that that's the subtitle. Yeah, I was surprised they actually put a subtitle for it. Because it's funny and playful, and it lets you know right out of the gate that this is the type of show that it is. It's it's single female lawyer. It's Ally McBeal, but with yeah. superpowers. Yeah, yeah. In fact, even the trailer itself does a pretty funny job kind of baiting and switching you. Because it starts off like every other superhero trailer. Like, ah, oh, the world. Ooh, big overhead shots of cities. Ooh, paramilitary guys. <laughs> and then the longer the trailer goes on, the more Ally McBeal it gets. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, she's having shots with her girlfriends there. She's trying to date at 30. Yep. <laughs> Just classic Jen Walter stuff from the comic, really. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked pretty great. Absolutely. Uh, Captain Coon in the chat helping us out. I don't need gamer subs because I'm a real man. PCP <laughs> all the way. Oh, no, I'm freaking out. The dream is collapsing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all you really need, man. Just hardcore amphetamine. Yeah, PCP. Do your, do your bath salts, you know. <laughs> You kids today are soft with your G Fuel and all these other gamer supplements. Back in my day, I did it on a constant stream of bong hits and pizza rolls. <laughs> I just, I whenever I go on a, on, a, on a gaming binge, I just do the Hunter S. Thompson uh, day oh, schedule. Yes. Dove bars oh, and cocaine. <laughs> oh, man. I was just reading that the other day. For those who don't know, Hunter S. Thompson <clears throat> was this really prolific writer. He hung out with the Hells Angels. Uh, ironically enough, that Johnny Depp movie... Uh, what is it? Uh, freaking Vegas. Well, why is it on? Yeah, why yeah. I... Fear and Loathing in Lo- Las Vegas. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is based on him, and you can read it right now. His daily drug intake. So he'd like wake up, little acid, smoke some joints, drink a lot of Maker's Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cocaine, a mm. shitload of like food because of the you know the marijuana, and, yep. and then like Dove bars, and then like he doesn't start writing until like eleven o'clock that night. At night, <laughs> and that that was his process for writing. And I'm like, fuck, man, that's just how I'm trying to be. And- and, and and this is in between him going out and like and like literally him and his his next door neighbor like shooting at each other yes have you seen that yes it's insane isn't it they're just like shooting at each other with rifles from like across like a hill it, it's fucking great out of this fucking world uh hunter s thompson also killed himself at 60 in case you were wondering yeah. he killed himself <laughs> as an old man because i think he had done everything he ever needed to do yeah and his ashes were shot out of a cannon by johnny depp Sounds about right. <laughs> oh, Captain Kuhn gave us the answer there. It was the Overdrive Ranger, the Black Overdrive Ranger, who they suspect stole a big banner that they were going to raffle off for charity at uh, Morphicon. They just suspected him. It's like, hmm, is that his car over there? There's a big banner sticking out of it. Eh, it might be him. We don't know. <laughs> Magmaster again. Allie McBeal, are we going to get another CGI dancing baby to hook on a feeling? Uh, quite possibly. <laughs> It's going to be Baby Groot. It's going to be a Baby Groot yes. dancing to hook yes. on a feeling. Yeah. Because, hey, it matches up, doesn't it? <laughs> but, yeah, so it's Jen Walters living her life, trying to be a lawyer for, I guess, what they're establishing, a brand new, like, super law division. Yeah, she specializes in uh, superhero and, like, superpowered people law. 
which makes sense. We also see a lot of footage of her actually in the courtroom proper. It looks like mm -hmm. she gets into a couple fights there, which again is basically every She-Hulk story ever. Yeah, we see we see her also going to what I assume is the MCU's version of the Myrmidon. Yeah, yeah, that big interesting building. Yeah, because yeah, it's not the raft. We've seen the raft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there was a lot of discussion and debate about what that building could be, and I think you're right. I think it is the Myrmidon. Yeah. So we get that going on there. Obviously, we know that Blonsky is in the show, which means Tim Roth is back. Yep. Which creates an interesting bit of timeline where it's like, okay, well, how is he here? And also in the Shang-Chi Fight Club, and also Banner is back to being Smart Hulk. So mm -hmm. does this take place in between the end of Endgame and Shang-Chi? It'll be very interesting to see if they answer any of those hard-hitting timeline questions or if they're just like, eh, just go with it. Yeah, oh, I'm sure they will. It's the MCU. I'm sure it has its place in the timeline somewhere. Right. Uh, Frogman looks to be in mm. it. Mm. Hot off his appearance in the Iron Man book. Oh, is he? was he there too? Yeah, he was recently? like a big mainstay. He was like one of the driving forces behind Tony going to rehab and everything. Oh, that's kind of awesome. I, I love that they're not afraid to adapt silly villains now. I know. And well, in, in, in the comics, he's not a villain anymore. Oh, really? He's reformed? Yeah, he's just, like, a guy that, like, Tony <laughs> asked to help him in space against Korvac. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah. really funny. Uh, obviously, Banner himself is in the show trying to help Jen master her powers, and I love the way they state it in the trailer. It's so beautiful and so perfect. I'm shocked no comic writer has ever done this, where they're like, She-Hulk, you'll like her when she's angry. <laughs> the one thing I'm really surprised the trailer didn't do, maybe a later trailer will do, was like, I would have, was so sure that they were going to set up, well, well, how is Jennifer Walters a Hulk? Because in the comics, it's because she had, uh, she was in an accident and Bruce yeah. had to give her blood and everything. We do see a car crash. We do, yeah. We see it briefly, but it's never actually mentioned. It, it looks like when she has the car crash, she turns into the Hulk. Oh, interesting. Huh. I wonder. Yeah. So maybe she already had the accident like, like previously, and it's just like a delayed reaction or something. Right. The, the way I <clears throat> put it together, and again, maybe they want you to do this because they're going to subvert your expectation. But the way I assumed was, oh, she gets this job at the new super crimes division. She runs afoul of those paramilitary guys who are probably going to be the villains of the show. Mm -hmm. She gets hurt, needs the blood transfusion, and then Bruce helps her do everything that they're going to do. Yeah. Also looks like there's a couple of villains in the show too, which I like. I hope they're not afraid at being episodic because I know basically all of these shows outside maybe WandaVision have been more like, oh, we're telling one long story, mm -hmm. one long movie. I don't hate the idea of She-Hulk being episodic. In fact, no. I think a case a week is actually a very good place for She-Hulk to live. It'd be an interesting way to do sort of like, um, instead of like, you know, the monster of the week, you do the case of mm. the week. And that, mm -hmm, in that includes mm -hmm. like a monster of the week because she's representing, you know, uh, awful people in jail who have superpowers. Yep. Yeah, I think there's definitely a place you could go for that. And also, it would make it different from all the other shows mm -hmm. and give it a different flavor, which I think they've mostly done for all these new Disney yeah. Plus Marvel shows. They made them just different enough from each other. Yeah, yeah, I think they have, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't hate uh, a more episodic take on it. But I think, mm-hmm. of course, the most important thing about She-Hulk, the thing that everyone was raving about, is that She-Hulk definitely fucks, Matt. <laughs> Finally, an MCU hero who fucks. <laughs> the, the hero of our generation who speaks to all of us and our giant green muscle mommies who fuck. <laughs> Though apparently she was supposed to be muscly, though, even more musclier, but uh, they kept getting shouted down, apparently, the people in the show from the higher-ups, which only proves that Hollywood is filled with cowards. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm inclined to s- sort of doubt that, just because that came on the heels of everyone getting upset about that, right. and it was, seemed like something just to rile people up and everything. And, and I do find it absolutely hilarious that I spent years and years seeing people getting so upset about mm. the giant mm. She-Hulk in... Yeah. The comics in the Avengers run, getting so upset about that. And now that they don't and, get it. Yeah, now that they don't have that in, in the movies. Because she's not even like that in the new She-Hulk series. She looks like she does in the TV show here. Yeah, she always does. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, yeah. It, it's a perfect example that comic fans, geeks in general, are kind of fickle. Kind <laughs> yeah, of fickle yeah. people. A, a little unappreciative of what they have until it's gone. Yeah. Again, I'm reminded of that Harry Potter bit there. But there were 47 gifts last year, but there were bigger She-Hulks last year. (laughs) Where are my bigger She-Hulk? We need to go out and buy me a bigger She-Hulk. And here's the thing about Hulks. The angrier they get, the bigger they get. Also that. Yeah, and that's something we've actually seen in the MCU. So, you know, maybe, maybe she'll get bigger. Maybe it's something when she gets really angry. There's places you can go with it, and also, too, I mean, you know, I I think they want Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk to be a recurring thing, so even if you don't get it season one, I see that as something that they Mm -hmm. would totally try and do season two, where it's like, hey, she's back and bigger. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, Tevye saying, what about the Daredevil being in the show? I mean, we're going to get to that, Tevye. We're still talking about She-Hulk, but don't worry, we're going to get to that next. Mm Mm-hmm. In fact, we'll get to it right now. Hey, so obviously Jen Walters is a lawyer. The show is going to be based around, you know, like Law and Order and everything. They also announced this week that apparently they're developing a Daredevil show. What's the over-under that Matt probably appears in this? Oh, absolutely. I think he's going to be in the Echo show as well. Uh, I mean, it has to be because Echo is literally picking up from where the Kingpin stuff left off. Yeah. So, yeah, don't be shocked if he gets a name drop in She-Hulk and then shows up in Echo before eventually spinning off into his own show. Yep. And it, uh, even even that was really funny because how, how many years has it been since the, the show ended and then people and then Disney Plus coming along and people kept saying, like, we need a Daredevil show. Give us a Daredevil mm-hmm. show. Give us da-. They get it. And now all I see are people complaining. is like, oh, because Disney's got to fuck it up and everything. You guys wanted it. It's- you guys it, wanted it's it. very tiring and very tedious and i had yeah. a total like moment just like oh, jesus christ are you people for real right now <laughs> also too hey guess what it's not it's not gonna be like the netflix show because it can't be so get that right out of your mind and also yeah that's good because you had three seasons of that show it's the only one that made it three seasons that was good television and now people can probably rediscover it if they do a new Disney Plus show. In fact, I really hope they do the polar opposite for the Disney Plus Daredevil show. I hope we do the straight up Mark Wade era where he's more of a swashbuckling hero now. Yeah, yeah. Because it makes sense. Because after three really dark seasons, we hook up with Matt again and shit's going good for him. And you don't know what like his storyline through like Echo and She-Hulk and yeah. then to this new show was going to be. 
Absolutely. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, it might not be so violent. I'm like, well, I mean, Daredevil isn't violent all the time. No. They just are- they just see that like one Frank Miller uh, again fucking Frank Miller uh, that one Frank yeah. Miller comic and think oh that's what Daredevil Born, yeah. is it's the same with people with like Punisher they only see Max and, yes yeah or or the Bendis years where he's yeah. like beating up Kingpin in the streets and everything yeah yeah again there's definitely ways you can go with it and people are quick to be like oh but Moon Knight should have been more violent i'm like again i think you only know moon knight from like the face cutting off era he's not like that all the no. time regular moon knight Re- was really no more or less violent than old batman at the time Re- read the new uh, the like most recent run he's mm. nothing you, you know he's not cutting people's faces off or anything no and, yeah he's no. very much more like batman if anything that's a running joke in the yeah. new series like oh, yeah. don't cut my face off moon Knight's like oh what i did that one time yeah yeah Am I ever going to get to live it down? <laughs> Again, it's it's very funny. It's very funny how certain, you know, geeks react to stuff there. And I wonder how many of them actually do read the books or how many of them just have this idea in their mind, like you said, because they've seen a couple panels. Yeah, I think a lot of them just see that couple of panels. And have decided that that's the only way it can be. But yeah. yeah, like I said, excited for the potential of a Daredevil show. I hope they get Foggy back. I hope they get Karen back, too. Yeah, yeah because they were really great and their arcs were really strong Mm -hmm. hey you know what you could do you could actually send karen to go work at the bugle now like officially yes again have her maybe interact with jk simmons or something wouldn't that be fun yeah it is a shame as well that um ben urich has is dead i know right yeah i mean i could bring him back that would undercut everything but like yeah Uh, they 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 could bring in his nephew though his nephew phil that's true yeah phil who's like a shithead wannabe supervillain who was the hobgoblin wouldn't that be crazy you get the hobgoblin in a disney plus show but he's a daredevil villain (laughs) that would piss a lot of people off but i'd just be stoked on the idea that we got the hobgoblin in something yeah yeah they're all upset that it's not ned (laughs) yeah also draven g bullseye yeah you could actually bring bullseye back and put him in his costume if you wanted yeah i didn't mind that actor who played him in that, that last season he was pretty good yeah, he had a lot going on for him there. Uh, I would actually, again, I'd like to see them go in more of a Mark Wade direction and be like, yo, Akari is your villain now. Hmm, I, I'd like that, yeah. Akari, he was only in a couple stories, but he's cool as fuck, has a good design, and his design is basically just like an evil version of Daredevil and the MC who loves doing that. Yeah, yeah. Do you, also, th- hey, do you think they'll we'll... bring back the hand or anything? Maybe they should. Because, I mean, the hand is kind of cool as a concept and maybe something worth salvaging because again that's something i feel the defenders kind of drop the ball on the hand super hard well, maybe instead of the hand he he could fight like the 10 rings because they're coming back mm, yeah that could be an option too you know spread them uh to other stuff and i mean yeah the, they're ninjas it's all ninjas it's all cool yeah you know one one ninja clan same as the rest <laughs> it's like hey didn't you guys used to wear red before no 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 other guys other guys other guys yeah other guys different legally distinct (laughs) that would be fun i could see that i mean yeah there's there's just a lot of places you could still go with daredevil and again you know for you know all the shit people give like the disney plus shows or have been recently where it's like oh it's not as dark or it's not as violent every so often they surprise you though like again falcon and winter soldier uh u.s agent caving that motherfucker's head in with a shield that was unexpected that's why i don't think people understand what like 
PG like, thirteen really means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you had all those people like getting up in arms about Doctor Strange being violent and everything, and it's yeah. those same people that want violence, but they want a specific type, like like violent, yeah, like like being serious and everything isn't just all about violence and everything. It, it is weird. It does speak to this weird, you know, dichotomy in geek culture. You're right. Yeah, the people who were complaining like, oh, how did, you know, Doctor Strange get away without being an R? Or the same people being like, oh, Moon Knight wasn't violent enough. They yeah. kept cutting away. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. wow, I never thought about that, Matt. But you're right. To have both those discourses happening at the same time is crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, chat saying, do you think they'd bring back Electra? I mean, if you brought Daredevil back, you kind of got to bring back everybody. And Electra is super important to Didn't Matt's she die? story. Yeah, well, you can always bring her back, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, she never stays dead. That's kind of Electra's <laughs> thing. No one ever really stays dead. Now, it would be super cool, too, you know, with the Daredevil show, with the She-Hulk show, if she's doing Mysteries of the Week. What a great avenue, too, to bring back Mike Coulter and Jessica Jones and everyone mm. else, or even just reference that they exist. Yeah. I'd specifically like Mike Coulter and um, Christian Ritter to come back. Just because they were really wonderful. great. They were great. Wonderful. Never got the love they deserved. Finn Jones, eh, you can stay over there. <laughs> Missy Knight and Colleen Wing can come back, though. Yeah, yeah. They can come <laughs> back as the Doors of the Dragon. Yes. Yes, yes, they can. In fact, if they ever did Iron Fist, it would be great. It's a guy, he shows up in costume, so you don't have to explain <laughs> that it's not Finn Jones because he's in costume. <laughs> You know, the thing he never did. Yeah. Hey, that's another thing about the Disney Plus show that I think they learned over the Netflix shows. We like it when our heroes are in costume. Yeah. That's the we most, like probably the most exciting thing for me about this Daredevil show. I'm like, oh, he's going to actually have a good costume and actually be in it for quite a while. For more He's not just going to like keep putting it back in its case and just, you know, oh, it'll be in the last episode. Yeah, <clears throat> which is something we put up with at the time because it's like, well, you know, the writing and acting and characterization is so good. I'm willing to accept that, you know, they can't always be in the costume all the time. Yeah, well, goddamn, in season three, he never even fucking wore the costume. I think he I wore know. it like once in that first episode and then what's he, uh, Bullseye got hold Gets of stolen, it. yeah. And he had to wear the, the black, the, the Frank Miller one. Yeah, the black onesie version that gets stolen from him. Yeah, I, I would really like to see what they do with the costume. Because, again, say what you want about any of the other shows. They've killed it on costumes. They've all been great. Make it red and yellow. Yes, U.S. Agent looks great. Uh, Scarlet Witch looked great. Moon Knight looked great. They all looked great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, again, it would be crazy to be like, yep, we're doing uh, we're doing red and yellow this time. Because why not? It, it, it looks so good. Yeah, we can do it. Why not? And it's a nice point of dichotomy to be like, yep, this one's different. Mm -hmm. This one is different from uh, the Netflix one. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on from there. We got some more news coming down the pipeline. We're talking about a bunch of things that will be. Let's talk about something that won't be. Uh, that Wonder Twins movie that was apparently in development uh, has gotten scrapped, and it got scrapped for one of the weirdest reasons, budgetary reasons. I mean, is it really? <clears throat> Like, like the they they had something like fifty odd million or something stacked away for this film for a Wonder Twins film, yeah. And the 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 new owner of WB Discoveries like, yeah, that's probably a bit too expensive for a uh, a HBO Max film. And to to me yeah. that makes sense because you look at like it's like okay, he wants something on HBO Max to still have a budget but not be ridiculous. Because you look at like fucking Netflix, they spent like three hundred million on that. Uh, the rock 
Ryan Reynolds movie oh, that yeah, came out recently. That's you insane. Know, the one with the rock. That's fucking I, insane. It really is. But but like a, a budget that's like yeah, thirty mil for like something that comes out exclusively on an app. That's pretty decent. I I very much see where they're coming from on that, and that is like, look, if we're doing something for streaming, we can't keep pissing money away at it. That is what our predecessors <laughs> did, and yeah. that's why we own them now. Yeah, that's why Netflix is in the toilet. Yeah. Again, you know, we if we are DC and Warner Brothers, we should only be putting money behind things that we may uh, think will make us a billion dollars. Everything else should go to the app for a reasonable budget. And yeah, it's the Wonder Twins. You and I like Wonder Twins, ironically. But yeah, I can see someone being like, wait, wait, wait you were going to spend how much on fucking Wonder Twins? Yeah, yeah. And you got to imagine like, oh, the Wonder Twins, like no one really knows who they are. They're a punchline for yeah. most of pop culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Captain Kuhn helping us out. Being violent for the sake of being violent would make the violence meaningless instead of using the violence for a purpose, like showing how far a character is willing to go with their goals. Exactly. Yeah, and as I was saying, like, uh, violence as in, like, physical violence isn't the only type of violence, and yeah. we've seen it in, in these shows all the time. Psychological, yeah. emotional, But spiritual. people don't seem to understand that. <laughs> No, 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 if he doesn't punch him and doesn't bleed, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. And again, I'm like, you're watching superhero stuff. Superhero stuff is for children, mostly. Yeah, yeah. Again, is there, are you trying to fight the fact that you're watching something that was originally made for children? <laughs> no problem enjoying it. I like it. I enjoy it. I get a lot from it. But I don't deny what the core basis of it is. Mm -hmm. the, the heart and soul of the superhero is the joy and wonderment of children, guys. Come yeah. on. yeah. Again, it's, it's why it's not worth getting all bent out of shape about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Wonder Woman cut uh, due to budget. I think this gives us a really interesting roadmap of what the new Warner DC Discovery people are doing when it comes to mm -hmm. running their business. And it's a lot of a lot of belt tightening. Yeah. Well, as, as well as that, it's like I think like limiting how much uh, a film can a film's budget can be on the app. is good because that means you could probably make more yes oh absolutely because like Teddy... instead of making five films you can now make 10 films because the budgets are smaller absolutely yeah you can spread that love around tevye is saying but the boys is super dark the boys is a parody yeah tevye. it's, it's meant point. to be funny they're making a joke they're doing commentary on the overuse of violence in a genre that isn't normally known for it the boys was not made for children it was made by a very cynical garth ennis who was taking massive pot shots at the comic industry yeah. he was working in yeah it's a parody and a deconstruction yeah I, which it's funny i actually had a dude arguing with me the other day being like oh but in, you know they kill people in invincible and i'm like invincible is also a deconstruction <laughs> very obvious one <laughs> it's not meant to be the thing it's making fun of the thing it is <laughs> dissecting the thing do we need to again go back to media literacy class for a second <laughs> but yeah that's where we're at so yeah, there's your update or lack thereof on Wonder Twins. It's not happening, but maybe they'll be able to make other stuff now. Like that uh, Amanda Waller show. You hear they're kicking around trying to develop an Amanda Waller show? I did hear that, yeah. Yeah, Viola Davis would executive produce. Uh, they'd get one of the showrunners from that Watchmen show that I still haven't watched, and James Gunn would also be on board as an executive producer. Yeah, I think it could be quite interesting. And it'd be I it'd be so like a really good way to lead into like another Suicide Squad film Very. to do all the build-up in that TV show. Absolutely. And at the end of Peacemaker, Waller's in a really interesting position because they've outed, her daughter has outed the existence of the Suicide yes. Squad to the world. Yes, 
So I think there's a lot of really great places you could take with Waller. Is she is she trying to rebuild the squad under like a microscope now? Do they give her like a little government handler? Does she have to go on the run and go underground, or does she have to like fake being in retirement or something? I think Viola Davis would kill all that. It'd be really cool if it builds towards like a uh, like a killed Amanda Waller movie where like the squad all is her enemies come together. The, the squad the squad under their own like command like come together and say let's let's take the bitch out and like yeah. go and it's kind of like a like an assault on precinct 13 Ooh, sort of like, like warriors thing where they got to hunt her down or something and she and she's not gonna go quietly so no. she likes booby trapped her house yeah, yeah. and everything she's fucking like john wick you know yeah viola davis action hero <laughs> i am I'd, I'd buy on it. Board with that. <laughs> i would too also hey uh building a whole show in the superhero genre around an older black woman i think is kind of amazing because no one else is doing that right no. now no and I think that's kind of killer to be like, yeah, here at DC, you know, we give all sorts of people the leading role and their own star vehicle. And also, those two Suicide Squad movies and Peacemaker, they never really got into Waller's history and what makes her tick. And there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe do some flashbacks to young Waller starting off in like, a, I don't know where she started, like at the post office or something as like an up and coming government worker learns how corrupt and messed up everything is before starts doing dirty deeds for the government. Yeah, yeah. That'd I think great. there's a lot of great stuff there. Like, like maybe she really cared at the beginning, but, you know, this dark spy world ground her down and ground her <laughs> down. And also maybe Autobio would come back too, because I yeah. would actually love to see them act off each other. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, they didn't really do much in the in uh, the Peacemaker show. I mean, they could in season two. Yeah, they they, they literally phoned in all their conversations. <laughs> they were never in the same room. <laughs> Which that's interesting too, where it's like, oh, so that means at some point Amanda Waller had a husband, because like I believe in the most original comics her origin is like her husband and kids were killed because yeah. of something and that's what made her like cold and dark yeah. and made her want to take out all these anger on supervillains. so it would be interesting to be like oh was autobio adopted did she come from another marriage what's that about mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of places they could go with that i hope that show gets made but like wonder twins i could see them being like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. we're doing a show about someone who doesn't wear a costume no 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 no. i could see them do that but then also james gunn is attached and yeah he's, and he's like kind of like their poster child at the moment he kind of is i've spun gold out of everything you've given me so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so maybe let me make this crazy show yeah i did like that the guy mentioned um zaslav he mentioned that they are actively looking for kind of like the marvel studios kevin feige yeah, yeah person for for not just dc but he mentioned i think um oh what was the other thing they own was it new line something yeah. for some for something else like he was going to have it as like as like pe specific people looking after certain studios so like the dc movies and then the seller guy looks after these type of movies right, and right. yeah and that makes sense right huh. yeah places you could go with that that'd be interesting yeah yeah uh all right moving on from there uh we got a we got a twofer on this one this is video game news and also kind of tv news yeah <laughs> so gotham knights the long-awaited sequel reimagining continuation spin-off whatever the hell you want to call it of the arkham series we got our first new game footage and got a really long time yeah and it looks dated 
Sure does. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yeah, like like extremely dated. It's not as fast as the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. People did like comparisons about like because they had like uh, they had the Red Hood and Nightwing fighting yeah, yeah. fighting goons, and it was like so fucking slow. And then you compare it to like Arkham Knight, and it's so fast paced and everything. Yeah, and also it's like yes, yeah, so, so nothing has changed here, and you made it slower. I love the Arkham games. But there was this kind of almost like mechanicalness when you went yes. from like, okay, this is an action scene. This is a detective scene. This is like a friggin' what is it? Platforming, grappling mm-hmm. scene. You vo- you always knew which one you were in. And it always took like a couple seconds, even a couple minutes to go from one to another. And that's a problem they never quite solved in that series. Good though it is. Yes. And it feels like they haven't fixed that here either. Also, they had a very strange idea where it's like, well, they can't all get around with grappling hooks, but they do that in the comics. Yeah, but they can't do it in the game, though. That wouldn't be interesting to have four different player classes and them all use grappling hooks. So Nightwing is going to have a glider. Yeah, but that he doesn't sit on. He, like, hangs from. (laughs) He hangs from it called the trapeze. And I'm like, oh, that's funny, you know, because he's an acrobat. Ah, the great trapeze daring do. Ha 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 ha. funny joke that again it's like that looks weird to see dick grayson flying around on what is basically a green goblin glider but and it looks even weirder because again he's not sitting on top of it he's just like just hanging and just like gliding around and it looks super weird a lot of people called it a Fortnite glider and i'm like fuck off that's exactly what it It is yep yep (laughs) i hate that you're right i hate that you're onto something and red hood of course mr i fight with guns i'm grim and dark look at my magical sparkles as i jump through the air yeah apparently the the reasoning is so stupid that like the lazarus pit gave him superpowers which is teleportation (laughs) you know famed magic user jason todd yes yes level 15 wizard jason todd (laughs) and i'm like oh this doesn't match your aesthetic at all (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you couldn't come up with something like ah he got something from one of the outlaws or something or you know something yeah yeah he's got a fucking flying skateboard because he's so hard yeah a motorcycle or something you know Uh, we do see him in a motorcycle later and i'm like see that's cool can his motorcycle fly maybe yeah yeah (laughs) rocket boots yeah, yeah, so just something like that. A jetpack. He's got a goddamn Star-Lord jetpack. Yeah. Which is one of those things where it's like, oh, no, if he's got a glider and he's got sparkly jump powers, what a, what about uh, Robin and Batgirl? What do oh, they God. have? Oh, God, I hate to think. I have to imagine Robin will have the grapple hook. You would think so, and yeah. And Batgirl, I don't know, flying wheelchair or something. I don't know. <laughs> flying wheelchair? <laughs> I, I hate that you're almost on to something where they're like damn it he knows about the wheelchair <laughs> the, oh, you, you know what it, i'm sure it'll be something like oh when she um learned to walk in i wonder if they'll do like you know the 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 thing she's got in the comics that uh oh, yeah. spine thingy yeah, yeah 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 give makes her like jump high or something you or know something yeah I, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't rip off spider-man it's like well yeah well they well they just got wings you know they do the thing and they get a wing <laughs> suit that like gets them in an updraft or something that would make more sense to be that that would be <laughs> something would, would. that would be something that a bat family character would have and also something batman kind of already did in arkham city when he was flying around because yeah. you could wing suit your way around you would think that, that they'd be like oh well uh lucius fox or luke fox developed yeah something, or something for them 
Yeah, man, to think the Suicide Squad, who has even less reason to be able to travel around the city the way they do, makes more sense in that Suicide Squad game, where it's just like, yeah, we gave him super speed because he's a Flash villain, and we gave him a fucking jetpack because why not? Yeah, yeah, it all makes sense. And yeah, the the boomerang stuff kind of is kind of yeah. similar to this, but like at least it's like in the realms like, oh, he's a Flash villain, so he has like a super speed. Like it's related where is teleportation related to red hood to red hood yeah we turned jason into fucking nightcrawler for some reason yeah uh a carter helping us out thank you i hope wb would get a small group of comic creators and producers for team foggy that gives more flexibility and isn't dependent on one person yeah historically one person probably shouldn't wield that much power it's just foggy is the perfect example of maybe the one in a million time it worked <laughs> problem with that is marvel actually had that where they yeah. had like a group of uh comic book people trust. like that include like bendis um uh what's his name joe casada yeah, a bunch a of other people and that around the time like age of ultron was that and they quickly disbanded that because it was just uh ridiculous too many too many cooks in the kitchen yeah. too much ego hey that's why the netflix shows don't really gel with the mm -hmm. movies that were yep. going on at the time. That's why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't quite gel in some regards and why they never brought back the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because yep. a lot of bruised ego and bullshit. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it is good to have one person to be like, hey, the buck stops with me. You just better hope you pick the right person. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a hell of a thing. But yeah, so <laughs> Gotham Knights, weird the, the, the worst part, too, and this one really kicked me in the nads, where it's like, oh, it's only going to be on next-gen consoles, only on PS5 and Xbox Series X. And I'm like, okay, so I guess I can't play it now because I, along with many other people, don't own a next-gen console. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it is just because it means they, they, they've seen, like, what happened to, like, Cyberpunk and everything. It's like, I ah, guess. it'll be fucking terrible if we do it on these uh, last-gen ones. But also, like, I haven't seen anything that makes me go, wow, that did need to be on yeah, next-gen. Exactly. I'm glad you said it. I'm like, wait, so you mean to tell me I can play fucking Elden Ring on my PS4, and it chugs a little bit when there's multiple characters on screen, but yet I cannot play the Batman Gotham Knights game? It just cannot? The technology just is not there? Yeah, it, if, if it was something that looked like it uh, needed it, then yeah, I could understand, but this, it doesn't, doesn't look like it. Again, as we said, it feels incredibly dated. It does. Also, they swear up and down that this isn't going to be a microtransaction fest, but look at all the gear pieces yeah, and yeah. all the stats and look at all the unlockable skins. And I'm like, oh, you're going to nickel and dime us every step of the way on that, aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I do like that there is some sort of customization here. Likewise. But, it, but yeah, again, again it's, it all feels quite dated. Like the menu that we saw and everything looks uh, very like early Destiny. 2010s. Like, around the time Arkham City, Arkham Knight was coming out. Yeah. Again, it looks like... It's like this game has been in development for how long? And you you, you haven't uh, yeah. done anything new yet? Okay. Yep. It feels like you might have rested on your laurels a little bit. Where it's like, ah, it's Batman. People will buy it. Mm-hmm. People will get it. And uh, speaking of, hey, it's Batman. People will have to buy it. Uh, we also got the first poster... For the Gotham Knights TV show, which is the same name but is not related. No, we just we just like and, the name, I guess. And it has a similar story to the game. It's not related. It's completely different. Developed by completely different people. 
just happens to be very similar. In a world where Batman is dead and or missing, a group of new young heroes will need to rise to the occasion to save the oh. city and solve his disappearance slash murder. That sounds like Batwoman. A little bit, doesn't it? That was literally hey. that's literally the first st- the season one arc of Batwoman. Bruce Wayne hey. is missing and Kate Kane has to find where he is. <laughs> Hey, don't worry. I'm the new head of CW. I didn't watch that show and I canceled all the other ones, but I want to keep that sweet superhero money coming in. So I greenlit a bunch of new superhero shows without checking in to see if they were derivative or not. Yeah. The, and the, the worst thing about this is it's like, okay, cool. This could be kind of cool. It's an actual, like, you know, about the Bat family, you know, yeah. all these characters. The problem is it doesn't have any of the original Bat family in it. It's all, yeah. uh, well, first, it's a group of, like, villains' kids. It is, but then it's also like, oh, we got Harper Rowe and yeah. Carrie Kelly, and it's like, well, what? But these, they exist in different universes and yeah. different eras, and you're putting them all together? What? And, and then the main character is the adopted son. The, yeah, an OC. The adopted son of Bruce Wayne, who has is coming to, like, look for him. Not any of the actual... Uh, no you no. know the actual adopted sons of bruce wayne you know tim jason dick damien his actual son none none, a, none of them no duke or anything it's it's an oc what, what, what is the oc's name because his name is hilarious oh i don't fucking know i didn't even bother I, to take a look it's, it's like asher hayes or something oh, so he like doesn't even have wayne in his name <laughs> yeah. it's and, and again it, it's very similar to batwoman because then batwoman became an oc character becoming yes. batwoman not only the other multiple people who have been batwoman over the year yeah it's another oc i, I don't understand it is, is this like something they do just to get around paying like royalties to people i imagine that has to be the case yeah because yeah because it's just so terrible it's that or it's just like, you know, total TV writer hubris where it's like, I need to put my stamp yeah. on this. Forget that there's almost a hundred years worth of comic book material to draw upon. I need to make this mine. Yeah, that's true. Also, this is another thing, too. Where it's like, OK, so we had the CW superhero universe that we had for years. We had crossovers and crises and we learned to like it. And it kind of became its own universe that could stand on its own two feet. So now you're starting a new CW universe with new rules and new characters, and you expect us to get really involved in this? Eh. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very strange. This like they had that they had. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense when you think about it because they had the, they had Crisis of Infinite Earths, and that event in the comics actually like got rid of the multiverse. Yeah. So like, it kind of makes sense for them to like get rid of it here the tv show i'd uh, i'd say gotham knights isn't set to last but i mean fucking pennyworth got two seasons so what the hell do i know yeah well i think it's even getting a third season though, isn't is it? it fucking serious I, I, I have no idea I, I, but yeah it did get a second season you know what i was putting together a bunch of lists of episodes for retro hero video where we'd have to sit down and do different arcs and one arc was like shows i know matt and i has never seen <laughs> i didn't know what the fourth one was going to be the fourth one is going to be pennyworth we're going to watch the first episode of pennyworth it's kind of brilliant you brought that up because someone brought up in one of my streams the other day the man thing movie oh, yeah, and it's like, it's like they made a man thing movie and apparently it's awful because it's a sci-fi original <laughs> of course it is oh the chat's helping us out turner hayes is his name turner hayes <laughs> what an awful awful name that's 
That sounds like a porn name. I'm Turner Hayes. That sounds like like complete like actual. That's like Hollywood TV writers. Like we need a cool hip name. That's that's like some Barry Block shit. Like I can't be yeah. Barry Berkman. What's what? What's your actor name? What's your Hollywood <laughs> name? You can be whoever you want. I'm Turner Hayes. <laughs> Turner Hayes. That's very close to Turner and Hooch. Yeah, but oh my god, like. How do they not? It, and it's it's even funnier when you get you think about it. Like they've got this show with like all the all the like villain kids and like kids of like the big heroes. That's literally what that Green Arrow and the Canary show was going to be. So oh, was it really? Yeah, it was. It was going to be Oliver Queen's daughter and like his his son and like the the daughter and sons of like other like villains and stuff. So like, I I wonder if there was any like sort of reworking. Yeah, we're just scripts gonna recycle these scripts. It's free. Yeah, yeah. Hey, dig those out of the trash and let's just change some names. Yeah, yeah. You have to wonder. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, I'll say so far, uh, not excited about that one. Yeah, yeah. And then Flash has got like season nine, and they've been talking about Beyond season nine as well. Mm, and like, what? Yes, and it's like the last CW show standing. Yeah, well, we still got Superman and Lois, which is ga- oh, yeah, they yeah. they guaranteed it's getting another season and going to be sticking around for a while. And I guess good. Stargirl too. Yeah, though, but yeah, and that was actually meant to come out very soon, but they moved it to like the fall, I think. Mm. They moved it to the fall and then moved the next season of Flash to next year. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's hoping Stargirl can finish strong because I worry about it. I don't think that's cancelled. I don't think it's canceled either. I'm just yeah. saying after this season, I hope they're careful because they're like, okay, you got to do your last season. Now you're done. Yeah, yeah. You get one more, then we'll cancel you. We're not going to announce that we're going to cancel you now because <laughs> we still want people to come and watch it. Yeah. Well, I know. I think people kind of quite like that show. It, it's a and good it, show. And it was weird too because like it started on HBO Max and yeah. then went to well, no, it was it was the um. It was that DC oh, app. DC it was like universe, an exclusive, yeah. and then yeah, it, it's then it's like yeah, we'll put it on CW because it's kind of tied to all of these other shows now. You know, what a, what a weird history Star Girl had. I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. All right, moving on from there uh, to some comic book news. Deceased three coming this summer from Tom Taylor. Yeah, we kind of knew about this was coming like oh, ages yeah. ago. <laughs> oh, literally the last one ended with a big giant to be continued. Hey, isn't Darkseid back and he's a zombie? Sure is. Isn't that going to be bad for the entire universe? Yep. Sure is. Yep. <laughs> Come back next time and we'll tell you all about it. <laughs> And again, I feel like Taylor probably would have done it sooner too, because he's like, "Nah, I'm busy with like a hundred other projects. I'll get back to yeah, it." Yeah, yeah. My my hope for this though is that it's just this series, and it's not like um like when that last when that last else. series came in, it had like that digital one, and then yeah, like yeah. those, and they had like two or three like actual like book tie-ins, and they were all right, but like we didn't need them. They were very unnecessary. It's just like, hey, we got to wring every fucking cent out of this we can. Yeah, this is the next injustice. Basically, every time Taylor comes back and does something, it's like, this is going to be the next injustice. Yeah. And again, it's it's very good, Deceased, on its own. Deceased, yes. Unkillables, it's, they're all very good. You don't need to ring anymore. Let let the story speak for themselves. Yes. Is all, is all we're saying. But yeah, so get excited for that. 
Uh, Spider-Man hits a big milestone this summer as well. It's the 60th anniversary celebration with Amazing Spider-Man number one, or Amazing Fantasy, sorry, number 1,000, because Spider-Man originally started in Amazing Fantasy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Marvel characters this year are uh, celebrating their 60th anniversary. Hulk and Thor are as well at the yes, moment. Yes, yes. It's a good time for anniversaries and to uh, mark the event. Uh, it's going to be a big, giant, oversized anthology with like every fucking writer you've ever heard of yes. from the history of Spider-Man and beyond coming back to write something. Yes, as as we've seen with these 1,000th issues. Yes, which I always love reading, but I fucking hate covering. Yeah, because yeah, they're so fucking big. <laughs> I'm like, God, this is going to take me all day to read. It's going to be like, take me forever to edit. I'm not going to be able to cover every story. <laughs> I'm just going to have to cover a couple. And it's like, in the time it takes me to finish this, I could do a bunch more. And again, it's like, do people really care about reviews of anthology books? Because it's like, you're either going to get it or you're not. Yeah, yeah. It's a hell of a thing. But yeah, excited for it. Yeah. Excited for it. Uh, definitely going to have to check that one out. Uh, now, from Spider-Man news to Batman comic news, uh, to celebrate Batman Day and just Batman in general, <laughs> they've decided to come out with a new special, uh, I don't even know what would you would call a special rollout of one-shot stories from superstar yeah. creators focusing on Batman villains. It's going to be called Batman One Bad Day. Yeah, they realized that they hadn't had a Batman announcement in 30 seconds, <laughs> yep. so they needed to quickly announce something something right quick man you know for, for all the trouble and all the shit i will give dc for relying too much on batman and every new series being a batman book i will also freely admit that i am part of the problem because when i look at the creative teams they've united for this i'm like yeah i want to read that i want to yeah. read that too like they keep at, like in uh, this last week's comics they were advertising that batman fortress, fortress and i'm like yeah. and i'm like yeah that, i'm like fucking another batman book i'm like yeah but the premise sounds fucking awesome who they've yeah. got writing it sounds fucking awesome likewise too when i read that i'm like i don't want to read batman fortress and i'm like yeah but it might be good though <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I i have a list here too of all the creative teams you can expect uh going into this series and there's some pretty friggin' good ones there is yeah uh first up we got a riddler one shot by tom king this will be tom king's first time writing the riddler since war of jokes and riddles oh god is he, he's gonna continue that story i i just i just know one it. way or another i just know it <laughs> they they make a solid point though of showing that he is not mutton shop riddler nor is he podcaster mustache oh i like the podcast um mustache riddler he fucking looks like gavin mcginnis he just i know became gavin mcginnis know. the leader of the proud boys we got yeah gavin and then in in uh last week's uh nightwing nightwing beat up uh tucker carlson Oh, did he? I missed that. One, one of the guys that, that he that he unmasked that was oh, destroying Haven looked like Tucker Carlson. Right. See, see I pay that guy uh, so little mind I didn't even know. <laughs> but yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we got a two face story from Mariko Tamaki. Uh, you and I really like Mariko Tamaki stories. Don't love yes. the endings though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a one shot though, so hopefully we'll get all the good stuff in there. More more power to her too, because I feel like no one has written an interesting Two Face story in like a decade. I I quite quite like that Tomasi one that he did just before uh, uh, Mariko took over the book in it, Detective. It was it was pretty good, but then the Court of Owls and Joker hijacked yeah, at the end. Yeah, yeah. All of his stories like start good and then get hijacked or like go unfinished. It's a real shame. Yeah. Well, here's hoping it's a story all about him, so here's hoping it can actually be meaningful. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we got Penguin by John Ridley, which is the most unexpected. Yeah, that's going to be quite fun. I wonder if he'll yeah. have uh, Jace Fox in Maybe. the book. Uh, apparently, the story, uh, judging by the solicitations, this is a story about a penguin who gets ousted as like the top gang boss in Gotham by another villain with a similar gimmick called the Umbrella Man. <laughs> so it's just like it's like Cobblepot sitting on a bench, all sad and shit. <laughs> He's not even wearing a tuxedo, and I'm like, oh, yeah. that's interesting. What would the penguin be if he wasn't a gangster? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like that setup. I'd be interesting to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Freeze by Jerry Duggan. Awesome. This is actually the first time Freeze will be coming back since his own wife put him on ice. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Again, Tomasi's run. Yes. I wonder if these stories are in canon or not. They don't seem to say outright if they're canon or not. Mm, They'll probably play fast and loose with them. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I'm interested in that. We got Bane by Joshua Williamson and Joshua Williamson wrote a great Bane. Yeah. And this probably will be, uh, this probably be tied up to what he did with Infinite Frontier and everything. Maybe. Maybe. I'm interested yeah. to see where that one will go. Uh, Catwoman by G. Willow Wilson, which means, okay, I'm officially going to pick up a Catwoman book now. Yeah. Catwoman not all written by Tom King, so it should be I damn know, right? good. Yeah, G. Willow Wilson doesn't write new superhero comics every day, so it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Apparently this one is about Selina trying to steal back a brooch that belonged to her mother that's being sold as some sort of like a state sale. Mm-hmm. So it's personal, you know? Nice. It's not just regular thievery. It's personal. Uh, we got a Clayface story from uh, Kelly and Lanzig. That'll be in, that'll be interesting. I, again, going back to like canon because Clayface was the villain in that Dark Crisis issue one, uh, issue zero. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. And in the Basil was, Carlo? I believe so, yeah. Right, the, the good redeemed one who we haven't seen since the end of Tynan's years. Yeah. That's interesting. Apparently this story involves like Basil Carlo going to Hollywood again. Oh, nice. Trying to restart his career. And I'm like, right on. <laughs> nice. It's like, yeah, man, you, you can be anything and be anyone. They, they need to make him like a, a TikToker actually. or an influencer. Yes, that'd be funny. <laughs> He's really good at impressions. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Movies are getting so expensive now with special effects and like CGI and everything. You can become whatever the movie needs you to Dude, become. Dude, that'd be such a cool... He becomes like like stuntman, like... Yeah. Like sp- uh, like a walking special effect. There's like, oh, yeah, we need this actor. Okay, you'll just be him. And they just like throw him off cliffs and shit. And yeah. because he can't die because he's like made of clay and shit. Yeah, like how has no one told that story yet? You are a walking special effect and you're a semi-famous actor too. Yeah. There's so much they can do. And it's like, oh, well, they can't take him back into Hollywood because he has a criminal record. Uh, have you checked most celebrities and <laughs> yeah, the criminal records m- they have? Make that like the running joke. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, look, if they can forgive Marky Mark for committing hate crimes, <laughs> if they can forgive Robert Downey Jr. for his drunken, drug-fueled anarchy there for a few years. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they can forgive him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they can. Uh, then we got a Rachel Ghoul story also by Tom King. God damn it, how did Tom King get two stories? That one's actually by Tom Taylor. Oh, is that did I? Oh, see the website I got it from wrote it wrong. And they it's probably it's probably the, the website too. that they actually were making fun of the other day, because <laughs> they always get sense. they always get like switched. Right. Okay, that makes much more sense. Yeah, Tom Taylor, Rachel Ghoul story. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a pretty good mixture of writers and characters, y'all. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. 
pretty damn good uh from batman to superman perry white is going to be getting a brand new series from matt fraction that looks to be a spiritual sequel to that jimmy olsen book that you loved so much yeah i think it's it's four titles like superman's pal jimmy olsen's boss perry white and <laughs> <laughs> love it yeah. love it love it when they do jokes like that you'll have to tell me all about this one i know you love that fraction series yeah oh, it was so good so good i i love that fraction is just such a well-respected writer who doesn't write superhero stuff as much anymore but when he does he gets to write whatever he wants like fucking yeah. perry white yeah yeah like he comes to them and it's like i would like to write a perry white series and dc's <laughs> like okay cool just you know keep writing stuff for us yeah yeah well, yeah, well that that jimmy olsen book won eisner's I know it did. In fact, we'll be talking about the Eisners later on. Yeah. Uh, Venom is going to be getting a new villain called Sleeper Agent. Cool. Whatever. I only wrote this down because remember the last time we talked about Venom getting a new villain? It was Virus, who turned out to be nobody. Yeah, yeah. But but that was a really cool uh, concept. It like it, it was only like a small part of a larger story. Yeah, like, everyone bought that issue. It was all over Free Comic Book Day because they thought it was going to be the next big villain. It was going to be worth a lot of money. And it ended up just being fucking Matt Gargan in a different hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, the book takes a big old shit all over him and how stupid Virus is. And I'm like, oh, man, is this Donny Cates actually, like, making fun of people who buy comics just to turn a profit on them? <laughs> it sure felt that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. Maybe Sleep Rage, it will be the same. <laughs> You, you gotta imagine with a name like Sleeper Agent and his color scheme looks similar to Sleeper, so is this just Sleeper in a different hat? Probably. Probably. It's a, a, the, is that for the actual um, the Venom, Venom book? book the, yeah. yeah, it'll be some uh, multiversal, like, yeah, like yeah. alternate time you know, travel-y yeah, version just, of the character, yeah. Because that's what the book basically is now. Yeah, some anti-god I, or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I fall in and out of love with that, like, Rom v. Al Ewing Venom book, though I did read the last two issues, and it was about, like, a biker war in San Bernardino, and I'm like, all right, this is pretty good. <laughs> See, I, I liked that f f for, um, I liked that, that sort of status quo change for Venom just because it was quite interesting and kept building off of what Donny Cates was doing. But, yeah, I just kind of fell off with it. I'm like, okay, yeah, everything's, like, multiverse now, so. Yeah, it's not special anymore. No. Uh, the real Manos, Clayface, and Amber Hood in a Woody Allen film. Yeah, yeah, Clayface <laughs> can get away with it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm the only one who's, you know, he, he's a bigger criminal than me. <laughs> See, look. Yeah, yeah, they just make a joke about being like, ah, you know, sure, Clayface, you know, he fought Batman, tried to take over the city, but at least he's not Woody Allen. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's trust me, there's way bigger villains in Hollywood. You're not near as bad here, Basil. <laughs> oh man again how has no one done that pitch that pitch is fucking money oh, you, you know yeah again you know what it is it's, it's the fall guy but with Clayface. yes the fall guy for people who don't know was like a 1970s 80s tv show where it was it was like about a stuntman who mm. like would literally take the fall for people and and like go to jail and like solve crimes and shit it was great damn yeah, yeah, do the fall guy with Clayface. Oh my god, hell, that's how you turn Clayface into a hero and give him a solo series. He's the hero of Hollywood. He fights, like, all the corrupt, you know, like, <laughs> skeevy old men and everything of Hollywood. And yeah. he's gonna clean up this town, damn it, as yeah. only a creepy monster can. <laughs> oh, and he's gonna empower the young indie filmmakers out there to follow their dreams. <laughs> 
Oh my god, and he's like an old monster movie holdover and shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Matt, I think we wrote an Eisner book right here. Can we get this in the next round, Robin? Fuck yes, please, can we? <laughs> and, and, and then we'll be sure to manipulate the vote so we yeah. win. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll promise that there'll be a Robin in the book. And then yeah, that, that'll yeah. get it voted in, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, that'll, that, that'll do it. Yeah, you know, t Tim Drake goes and teams up with him because he ain't doing sweet fuck all else in any other <laughs> Batman book. He's like, yeah, I decided to go to Hollywood and hang out with Clayface because why not? <laughs> I mean, technically they were on that Detective Comics team together, so why not? Yeah. Yeah. Now, again, we were talking about Eisner's, and with that, the uh, nominations for 2022 actually came out this week. Yes, they did. Uh, some of our favorites that uh, were killing it in all the nominations, Nightwing from Tom Taylor got five nominations absolutely uh warranted absolutely yep. again it's just a book that you know everyone loves it speaks primarily to comic fans mm -hmm. and also the fact that comic fans fucking love nightwing yeah yeah uh beta ray bill got the nomination for best limited series it should probably win it should saying. it was my best uh best of last year i fucking yep. loved that book Yep, I mean, I, I think it definitely catapulted Daniel Warren Johnson to that next level <laughs> of fame and acclaim yeah. in the industry. Yeah. And everyone just agreed it's really good and just told a nice story. Uh, Bitterroot from David F. Walker got best ongoing. I think they're still making that into a show. I'm not yes, sure, but good uh, for David F. Walker. I do believe. I read the first issue of this, and I, I got to go. I'm gonna, I plan on doing a video on it because it, it was really good. It was really interesting. It's about monster yeah. hunters and, it, and steampunk. And, yeah, it's so fucking cool in the jazz era and everything and i'm like oh this is just a good mix of shit i like yeah uh supergirl woman of tomorrow uh got a bunch of nominations too i know we just shat on tom king there for a little bit but from what i understand this when, is one of the best ones he's written when he writes the superman family he is just amazing it's every other character that yeah, he writes is just garbage like i'm surprised I, I, that that human target book just didn't get get nominated just because you know just because he did it yeah you, you know, like I, in past years that's happened how it's like why does that get nominated why is it is, but, it's a crap issue <laughs> like when his batman run and heroes in crisis got nominated and we're like yeah, oh yeah. come the fuck on yeah yeah all the all that strange adventures book which it started out good but then it just devolved into like his his the story he tells in every book he writes I, I think the shine came off him in years past. He's not like, you know, the the golden child that they were just going to give it to because. No. Uh, Radiant Black got the nom for Best New Series. Hey, big ups to nice. friend of the channel, Kyle Higgins there. I got to actually go back and keep reading Radiant Black because it got even bigger now. Yeah, it's got like tie-ins and events. The whole universe. And, yeah, yeah. It's the super massive universe. It's a whole fucking thing. I got to go back and read it. <laughs> A uh, bunch of our favorite writers that just got nominations too: Kelly Sue DeConnick, Rom V, uh, James Tynan, who didn't get it for any of his superhero stuff, but for all of his indie stuff. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. And Ed Brubaker, of course. Yes. So there you go. There's there's your Eisner noms, everyone. Uh, I'm sure when the winners are actually announced, Matt and I will come back and talk about uh, the winners. Definitely. When do they yeah. get announced? Uh, good question. <laughs> Truth be told, I never know. I just wait yeah. for Twitter to tell me. Yeah, I just, like, one day I'll see someone holding an Eisner and be like, oh, the Eisners were tonight. Yeah, hey, good for them. <laughs> yeah, usually Twitter is quick to tell us. Yeah, let's look at that right now. Eisner Awards 2022. Has to be very soon because they're announcing the nominations. Yeah, because yeah, with the power of the internet, you never, you never need to wonder. 
Oh, July 22nd at San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. So in July, we'll know. Nice. Yes, in July, we'll, we'll know all about it. Uh, all right, I guess with that done and out of the way, we can hop into what we read this week. It feels like it's been a bit since we've done this between weeks off and movies has, and everything. It has been, yeah. <laughs> it has been, so we can talk about what we read this week. Again, lighter week this week, which I'm thankful for because I was actually able to catch up on some stuff. Yes, yeah, I am. I, I caught up on a, on a couple of books as well. Yeah, where uh, where would you like to begin, Matt? Uh, let's begin with... What did I read this week? Let me just get my list. Um, Oh, World's Finest, issue three. Yes, I just finished that before we started. Yeah, again, really fun issue. Beautiful looking comic. Uh, I, I like that Mark Wade isn't afraid that it's a Batman Superman book to actually focus on other characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, yeah, we have like the world's finest in Batman Superman, and then we have like a sub world's finest team, which is like Robin and Supergirl, and then we have just the Doom Patrol. <laughs> just the doom patrol having an adventure which feels very doom patrol I'm like how has mark yeah. wade never written a full doom patrol run i think he'd be this good is, at this it this is the back this is the, the the back pilot you know it really really is because they're like okay we need to help batman and superman find out about the devil knees ha so let's go ask general immortus because he's old enough he probably <laughs> met him at some point and oh no general immortus has alzheimer's yeah he's an immortal man with alzheimer's that's that's oh. awful how very doom patrol though it's like oh yeah that- yeah we thought we were going to have a superhero adventure, but that's just fucking sad and tragic. Yeah, that's ah, run of the mill for us. Yeah, he doesn't remember us, but he remembers Monsieur Mala. Well, you'd remember a gorilla who talks with a Gatling gun, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the ravages of the brain can't do that in. <laughs> but yeah, we get that. We get uh, Robin and Supergirl basically getting beaten down by the cast of Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> Yeah, by all the all the uh, masters of the different elements, the water, the fire, the earth, yeah. the wind. <laughs> Just a guy with weapons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, eventually Superman and Batman figure out, ah, oh, crap, you know, this devil guy sure seems to know a lot about us and hero kind. Like, he keeps playing tricks on us that he shouldn't be able to. He knows who all our villains are and how to empower them. He he remembered that Wonder Woman is made of clay. Yes, which is why he sent Dr. Alchemy after her. And I'm like, fuck, that's a good, good, like, piece of writing there. How have they never done anything with that before? Yeah, yeah. That's really goddamn solid. Yeah, he sent sent Mirror Master after Flash and took him into, like, a void. Like, like using Mirror Master as, like, oh, if Mirror Master stopped fucking around and actually, yeah. like, was an actual threat. <laughs> if he was smart and the devil is, you know, basically able to make the villains smart. Yeah. And it's not just the villains either, because, hey, if he can empower villains and make them act against their own self-interest, oh, shit, the devil can do it for heroes, too. Yeah, and he takes control of Hal Jordan. Damn it, Hal. Yeah, and uh, Hal ends up capturing Batman and Superman, and we learn how uh, Nezer is getting all this, because he's taken control of Alfred. Yeah, that makes sense. And Alfred's got got the the wikipedia open <laughs> yeah, he's got superhero google <laughs> it's just checking all the frequently asked questions yep damn it that's why you got to put parental blocks on that batman <laughs> gotta, gotta keep him out <laughs> but yes very fun uh i would have liked to have learned a little bit more about the devil knees ha because i think he at this i mean he's the devil is what he, he's just the devil yeah yeah pretty much yeah he's just like an immortal warrior who yeah, yeah basically just became the devil he's, it's like i get it he's not supposed to be like an interesting villain he's supposed to be an all-encompassing he's, villain who he's, can tie all this shit I, together i keep comparing this um 
comic to like a Saturday morning cartoon, and that's what he is. It he's a really sat- he's a Saturday morning cartoon villain. He really, really is. This is totally like Wade is tapping into an era in superhero stories we don't really get anymore. Yeah. Even his design is like that. Looks like an action figure. He looks like a He-Man villain. Yeah. He looks like he could be hanging out with Skeletor and shit. Yeah. yeah. That's that's very apt, man. I think you you fucking nailed it. This is world's finest. You know the 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 Saturday morning era, just you know with uh, Mora's artwork turned up all the way to eleven. Yep. Which is good because you know I feel like again that's something we lose in comic books where everything is trying to be like this cerebral you know saga yeah. epic. It's like yeah no every now and then we just like you know our heroes just to like fight villains and yeah. have fun and be swashbuckling heroes and whatnot. It's like, yeah, I like a steak dinner, you know, because it's good for me and nice and tasty. But sometimes, you know, I just want a double quarter pounder and cheese. <laughs> this is the quarter pounder and cheese of comics. <laughs> uh, ooh, another big one we had this week. Uh, Savage Avengers, number one from David Papoyes. Again, mm-hmm. fan of the show and friend of the show. Holy shit. Yes, yes. Which I didn't even know this was his first big, like, Marvel, like, you know, headline. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I could have sworn he did more because he just seems like such a superstar in my mind. I'm like, really? This was your first? Yeah. And fucking hit it out of the park, I would say. It was pretty good. Yeah, I read it not yesterday, day before. And it's, I just still got to do my review on it. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It does so many things that I wish more team books would do. Mainly that the whole team gets assembled in one mm-hmm. issue and we don't have to like yes. draw it out and wait yes. for everyone to come in, which feels like a bad habit. Every new team book does now. And it, it helps as well that a lot of these characters uh, we've seen like recently. So like yeah. it was like, okay, we know what their deal is. You know, we know what Electra's deal is. We know what uh, Flash Thompson's up to. We know Conan was like mm-hmm. the only holdover from the, the previous team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got them all here. Deathlock, he's been in Avengers, you know, get them all together and let's let's uh fuck Just shit up go. the only person we haven't seen in a while is uh what's his name the big hulk guy uh oh uh weapon h weapon h yeah <laughs> which man i was so ready to shit on weapon h and then i realized oh fuck he's got my hair cut and my beard shit i guess i guess he's pretty cool <laughs> he's he's like a slightly more uh kept uh logan <laughs> yeah a little bit a little bit he's cool uh, uh again Papoise remembers that oh yeah black knight didn't his daughter become black knight in that <laughs> series and wasn't there a whole thing good good job on remembering everyone's continuity yeah yeah M- most other writers might not give a shit and just like go in on it but you clearly took the extra time to make sure to <laughs> honor what literally just happened with them yep uh, great deep cut too where it's like oh you know conan's fighting another snake cult because you know it's a day that ends in y of course he's yes. fucking up a snake cult yeah yeah so always those damn fucking snake cults everywhere he goes every dimension cannot get away from them and they've stolen a mad bomb which is a reference to 70s captain yes. america where i'm like hey good job yeah and they they intend to set off because people are going crazy it brings out your darker inner side it activates your rage but it doesn't do it for any of the heroes on the team because they battle their inner rage all the time and that's the one thing that brings all these radically different characters together and i'm like oh that's pretty cool actually that's That's a clever idea pretty smart yeah it also explains why agent venom becomes his old anti-venom thing (laughs) for a second yep (laughs) 
which is a question you and I were both asking. Like, well, how the hell does that work? Okay, good answer. That's how that works. (laughs) Fair enough. And the big twist at the end is they all end up getting transported back to the Hyperion... Hyborian age. Hyperion age. Yeah, the Hyperion (laughs) age. You know, the weapons manufacturer from Borderlands. (laughs) Yeah, the Hyborian age where I guess that was Conan's thing for his series in Savage Avengers. He wanted to get home and now he finally is, but he brought a bunch of Avengers with him. Yeah, which which is kind of cool i i'm intrigued to see what's gonna happen now because likewise ag- again like uh the hyborian age again more snake cults uh oh. weird i i guess i'm intrigued to see what they're gonna how they're gonna be able to do uh like conan villains because a, yeah. a conan villains covered under the marvel thing or do they go into uh, that other stuff or conan kills a lot of his villains or yeah. are they able to use it? i know when i talk to jim zub i'm like hey when are they going to bring up false doom again you know yeah. he's in the movie only for him to tell me and hey, marvel doesn't own false doom yeah yeah that's the the next thing who who will take that place of yeah. false doom yeah who can who can they do because again because marvel used to do conan comics then they didn't and then there's stuff from books that was adapted it's a whole it's a whole twisted web they weave yeah yeah but still, looks pretty cool. I'm excited for it. And also, it makes more sense now where it's like, well, what's Black Knight going to do? You know, as a sword guy on the team, you already have a sword guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you've gone to the land of sword and sorcery. Okay, you're going to be basically doing Dungeons and Dragons adventures, fighting but, giant monsters and bandits and everything. I will put money on the fact that the um, uh, that Black, Black Knight will at one point use uh, Conan's Atlantean sword. Oh, fuck. Or the other way around. Yes, like they trade the switch. swords, they yes. throw them back and forth. So they have to do that. That's going to be fucking dumb. Uh, Elektra is going to be a cool rogue ninja who's going to yes. sneak in behind enemy lines and everything. <laughs> yes. Agent Venom is going to... Agent Venom and Deathlock are going to blow people away because they have fucking guns, which they don't have. <laughs> but that's going to be interesting because he'll run out of ammo. <laughs> yes yes but but you know he can like make weapons and shit and deathlocks from the future so he is a weapon that's true yeah <laughs> again it's a good mix this feels like something that like lives in the heart of every 13 year old like comic fan or it's like yeah and then they fight the dragon and then they do the thing yeah i i know you haven't been reading the avengers book but um i'm intrigued that deathlock is here just because in the Avengers book, um, the multiversal it, masters of evil and Mephisto were hunting the Deathlocks because the Deathlocks really? had had a message from Avenger Prime from the future huh. uh, for the Avengers in regards to like know, the big events that's coming. Oh wow! And we know this Deathlock is definitely from the future because yes. there's been like twelve different guys yeah. who have been well, Deathlocks. Yeah, well, they actually like in that Avengers book they sent like a whole group of uh, mm. Deathlocks back into the past. Is, is this going to be part of, like, that timeless thing? Because they made a big point of being like, oh, Conan must be punished for time crimes because, you know, he's fucking up the timeline just by being here. Again, yeah, maybe. And I, I'm i look, I'm intrigued just because, like, in that, in I think it was the last Avengers issue, the Avengers Forever, like, all of the Deathlocks were killed except for, the, I think, the one that was with Robbie Reyes on, like, Earth mm-hmm. whatever. But, yeah, it... It, the whole thing there was like they were hunting all of the Deathlocks and trying to kill them all before they could warn the Avengers of what's coming. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe could this be. is it just like just a normal Deathlock, not from the future. Maybe. But again, they're they're showing that Deathlock is important again for some reason. Yeah. Which makes me think they wouldn't do that if they weren't building up to something. Yeah. Uh, I had Batman The Night this week, number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you read this one? I haven't yet. No. 
ah, that's a shame. This is this is super cool. This is the story of how Batman learned to be a master of disguise in Russia. Oh, nice. And here's the funny thing. Bruce sucks at being a master of disguise, actually. He cannot <laughs> play a character to save his life. He's always just Bruce Wayne. Yeah, essentially, and Zdarsky zeroes in on this idea where it's like, yeah, Bruce has a hard time creating characters, but don't worry, though, because as we all know, Playboy Bruce Wayne is the greatest character he ever created. I, I always like that um that idea that like Bruce really is like really shit at like um like being someone else, but like that's his whole thing. Yes. <laughs> I, I kinda like that idea where like yeah, whenever he's Bruce Wayne he's he's acting as someone else as his greatest disguise, but he doesn't yep. kind of realize that. His, his disguise teacher even calls him out on it where it's like, you know what, you're a rich, privileged kid, and in my experience, privileged people can't become masters of disguise because they've grown up having everything they've ever wanted. They can't imagine what it's like to want stuff. So mm -hmm. when you're disguising, you're, you're doing a magic trick. You're doing, you know, misdirection. You're trying to give that person what they want to become it, and you can't do it. Yep. Which is cool. Uh, also, Anton, his ninja buddy, is sticking around with him, too, and also trying to be a master of disguise. And he's okay. really good at it, but he's really, like, morally corrupt about it. Uh, okay. So he's, like, bribing people, sleeping with people, just, like, doing everything without a care in the world. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is also kind of a theme of this story, too. Batman wants to be a master of everything, but he doesn't want to cross his moral lines. Because mm -hmm. all of these masters he's trained with, they're all the best in the world at something, mm -hmm. But they're all kind of shitty people, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're all manipulative and they use Morally him compromised. And, yeah, yeah. It's this idea where Batman's like, I, I think it's like very baked into the story where Batman's like, no, my journey is to become the best and then actually use those skills for the betterment of the world because what's the point of being the best at something if you don't help people? Yep. And I'm like, wow, that's really beautiful, actually. Holy shit. It's really good, yeah. It's really good. The Batman the Night continues to be awesome. And, like, I, I to think I almost didn't read it because I'm like, fuck it, I don't want another Batman origin story. I know, right? I know. But, like, yeah, again, Zdarsky. And he's writing the new Batman book coming out. And, yeah. I know. It's like, it shouldn't work, and yet it fucking works. Yeah, it's great. It's also something where it's like, man, this could be adapted. Like, this could be a <laughs> sick animated movie. This could be, like, a great TV series, Batman the Night, like a mini. It really is, really. It, it, and, I, again, it's something that's, like, fresh in Batman's history. Because it's something we don't really see. We just get told about. Yeah, when was the last time a Batman origin felt fresh? Yeah, long time. <laughs> yeah, feels like it's been freaking forever. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, I had the final issue of Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad oh, issue 15. yes. The book that I was loving and then dropped off on because of the cross, because <laughs> of the crossover. How did it end though? Did it end strong at least? It it, it did. At least read these last two issues because they're it's like a two issue uh, story, which it does admittedly feel like they were go they were planning to go further with it, but got cut short. Um, they probably did. But it's a really fun issue. So in the in the issue before in issue fourteen, they they intended to kidnap Lex Luthor in order to ransom him for money so they have mm -hmm. money to fund the suicide squad that's now run right. by rick flag uh, and this issue is just them uh completely fucking up all of their plans to <laughs> try and get him so it it's it's really great they like assemble like the group and they like get um all of blood sports multiversal brothers to go and like uh they get one to go and work it at lex corp and then he brings nice. in 
all of his brothers and because they all look the same they all dress the same so they <laughs> they cover the entire building and then then the squad all try and like take lex at different points so like match and ambush um the the, the new match clone that they stole which is really cool because he's a match clone that looks like the bizarro from the superboy uh 1980s tv show like oh. like the really angular face and everything oh fun um they they try and take lex but he's got like anti-kryptonian security measures naturally um blood sport and uh rick flag try and take him on a boat but the boat has like tentacle security things that like grab him and capture him rodriguez and her sand form try and do it but they get like sucked up in like a vacuum <laughs> thing that he has uh and we find out that he's actually captured them all and like he's like keeping them in lex corp tower and um oh. he's he's actually kind of impressed that they're like they were trying to come for him and they're like yeah hey, i'm actually kind of impressed that you just didn't come to me and ask for money because like i mean i wouldn't I wouldn't mind like a black ops team yeah, you know, on, on the books, but he's like, eh, but I don't want you losers. <laughs> I want <laughs> no. someone else. Um, but we find out that this was all part of Rick flag's plan to get close to, to Lex because they have Calibra possess him. Um, oh, cause Calibra is the ghost and she possesses Lex and Lex, uh, and tries to, um, get into his bank accounts but lex fights <laughs> back because lex has like conditioned his mind because of course he has against like mind control and he ends up fighting and them and he's just that greedy yeah he ends up fighting them in his big um war suit and uh mirror master and as soon as he sees this, he's like i'm i'm out goodbye naturally yeah and um lex picks apart the team but he's like yeah I, I respect you for like you know coming at me you know that takes some balls so i'll give you the money and uh i'll keep you under my thumb and we'll call you task force lex now <laughs> 15 issues just to get to that joke yeah 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 and, but but yeah it ends at a point where i feel like eh, you could probably do more with this story they probably wanted to that yeah. probably would have been the next volume them working yeah. for lex i i would like to see the team uh return somewhere and they're still working Same. for lex but i we're getting dark crisis so probably not going to happen yeah, right. everything's going to get wiped away we'll we'll get another suicide squad yeah. book when the next suicide squad movie comes out yeah but yeah these last two issues were quite quite fun they were they were heavy on the humor and they were they were remind remembered that like the start at the start of this run it was all about like losers and just like yeah ne they never got a win or anything and here at the end they they got a win but it's not again in classic suicide squad fashion not the win they were looking for and maybe it'll come back to bite them in the ass but they gotta even, win even even when they win they lose yeah yeah <laughs> you know what it's gonna be i bet if we see suicide squad again it's gonna be when peacemaker season two comes out and it's gonna be peacemaker and the suicide squad i wouldn't mind that i wouldn't, I wouldn't mind, mind that. it either i, I like what they would do they did in these last two issues where they they paired um ambush bug with suicide with a uh, peacemaker and that was this great <laughs> you know peacemaker is like straight edge you know straight mm. edge and then you've got fucking ambush bug <laughs> who's just fucking ambush bug. yeah 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 <laughs> i like it i like it too yeah i might have to check out those last two issues those do actually sound pretty fun yeah uh you know what else was fun this week nightwing 92 it was yeah captain coon helping us out one more time lex luther you suck but i respect the hustle yeah that's pretty much what he was the whole issue the moral of the story you suck but <laughs> you, i mean you guys are terrible and he was he was like making fun of peacemaker he's like he's fucking peacemaker he's fucking wears a chrome toilet seat on his head you know <laughs> what a loser <laughs> 
He's acting like he has a really popular TV show or something. <laughs> yeah, and, and a great play, dance. Played by a really charismatic actor, you know? <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> One of the few wrestlers able to cross over <laughs> into the world of acting. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, Nightwing, 92, uh, Dick finally opens his big Haven initiative that he's been working on since this Tom King run began. Yeah, and Bruce comes by with Ace to, to check out the area. That's fun. Do you think they have to reestablish Ace because of that Super Pets movie? Probably, but Ace looks different here than he does in that film. I know he does, yeah. He doesn't look Stop like Kevin with- Hart. Doesn't look like Kevin Hart in dog form. Which is good for him, because I think that would be animal abuse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dick's got a big statue of Alfred that he's showing off, and Bruce is like, he would hate that, you know. And Dick's like, I know, but it's not just for me or for you, it's for everybody. Yeah, that was good. That was good. It was. We got that great part at the start as well where we see, like, the blackout in Gotham and yeah. how, how Dick went and, like, just leapt into danger and he saved a person, but he got himself hurt. And, and Alfred, again, I like in the recent years they've made it so that Alfred is a bit more... Uh, standoffish with bruce yeah and like calling him on his shit because that um that robin and batman uh book that happened recently by jeff lemire did that like in every issue and it was great yeah uh, alfred really goes to bat for young dick and says they're like hey you know don't don't you punish him don't you scold him i know you were worried about him but like this this is an important moment in his life he really does think he can save everyone and maybe one day he will yes and that's basically the whole point behind Haven, where Dick thinks he can save everyone. Also, I felt so stupid for realizing, oh, wait, Haven. Yeah, you know, it's a word for a safe place for everyone. And also the city he's in is called Bloodhaven. Blood so yeah. it's Haven minus all the blood. Yes. <laughs> I feel so dumb for not putting that together <laughs> for, like, multiple issues. <laughs> if only Bloodhaven could be better, you know, without the blood, just the Haven part. <laughs> And Blockbuster's there, and he's waving his dick around and, you know, trying to be like, ooh, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you. Yeah, yeah. I, I like as well that they're still using Melinda Zuko, who's, she's, like, helping Dick, but then also she has to hinder him as well because yeah. she's, like, the mayor, and she's, like, you know, f- filing all these, like, injunctions, injunctions against, against it and all and everything, but then also telling him, hey, Blockbuster's sending assassins after you and all that. That's kind of cool. It is a- it is a fun relationship and it's like man is he ever going to catch on blockbuster that one of his own people is clearly <laughs> leaking info to yeah. grayson yeah well, if, if he does i imagine she'll try and frame uh that commissioner he seems like a bit of a coward yes uh mclean there who uh yeah, yeah his whole deal is it looked like he was catching on to it and you know because the shit rolls downhill and it's like ah you know the colorful costume assassins aren't taking my calls anymore so all right mclean you're you're up you and your dirty cops go in at night and fuck (laughs) up haven and they of course fail spectacularly yeah yeah dick knew they were gonna come for him so he ends up uh taking them all down and then getting all of their identities (laughs) which is great so he can out them as being dirty cops and clean up the bloodhaven police department all at the same time I also like it at, like when he was debuting Haven and Blockbuster was there and how he, Blockbuster's oh it'd be a shame if you you know came to the podium and and someone was someone was to shot shoot, you again. shot you in front of all these kids it's like oh well, I'm not the one doing it Superman is Superman's here you're not going to do anything love love the connective tissue because obviously <laughs> Dick has been mentoring John over in his own book and John shows up now to be like yeah you're not going to take a fucking shot at Superman not only that but like that that's like good optics for superman from what he's going yeah. through like he's helping the community and everything while Absolutely. like people are trying to like frame him for murder and everything uh-huh. 
and uh, and he says Flash Wally is running around yeah. the uh, perimeter too to make sure nothing happens. Uh, a fan brought up something really great in the comments section, and they're like, "Wow, so you mean to tell me Gotham could be this nice too if Bruce just accepted help yeah. from his friends th the same way Dick is?" That's what I thought when I was like reading it. I'm like, "Wow, like you compare this like this is what why I like that whole like Superman Nightwing." team up where you've got dick where he's accepting of all of this help he has friends like wally and 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 john and everything who will come and bat for him and help and like bruce has that but he refuses refuses to get help yeah he always refuses to ask for help because that's a real problem of his yeah it's a, it's a really interesting dynamic that they're playing with isn't it and yeah. even even in the battle with the dirty cops oracle's like you know you can call wally right or you could call john and they could like clean them up in 10 seconds it's like yeah but no i want them to fear me though i want yeah. them to know that haven is under my personal protection yeah yeah good stuff and uh uh blockbuster finally at his final straw where it's like well my assassins didn't work my henchmen didn't work my dirty cops didn't work fuck i have no one left only for heartless to finally show up yeah and, and uh propose a team up and he he apparently was in that um in the park and he saw uh oh. blockbuster with with dick and it made me go back to those pages and bring it i know tom taylor and bruno Rodona. they put him in there that he's one Somewhere of those for us and i know that that guy that um uh dick saved that uh that like the homeless old guy from his building the homeless father no no not the uh, not the oh. deaf guy that that homeless it was in one of the first issues he wrote right, right. that homeless guy and his kid his kid like oh. went missing or something yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. he was there and i'm thinking hey, is that oh, like really? just because it's haven or thing or is he is he heartless mm -hmm. that's very interesting now i'm gonna go go back and check actually yeah because i was be like looking for like people who we'd seen before recurring faces yeah 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 oh that's cool or it that's could have always been like marv wolfman or george perez that were in the issue as well <laughs> oh. you know at, at the taco truck you know it's one oh, of those no. guys <laughs> oh no it was marv wolfman and george perez <laughs> i mean they're the last people you would expect <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> no one would have seen it coming what a shock <laughs> uh that's fun but yeah nightwing continues to be great you can see why it totally uh swept the eisners yeah absolutely so much fun every issue feels again layered and just you know uh rewarding yes uh, uh what else did you have matt i only had one more uh what did i have oh i had um the continuation of banner of war oh yes 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 i didn't start 25. this because i'm so behind on both the hulk and thor oh it's so good it's so Is good it? yeah yes uh banner of war started in like that alpha issue um which saw um saw hulk uh and thor finally get to fight we we find that thor found hulk in like the multiverse when he was traveling through it and uh ended ended up stopping and fighting him because he wants him to answer for the crimes that he committed in el paso mm, um yes which in, are, are they still a mystery do we know what he did yet yes we we learned this issue what he did um oh. so at the end of the first issue uh odin from the hammer actually ends up it, it's actually kind of cool thor throws the hammer at hulk and it like hits him in the head and odin ends up going into bruce's mind Oh, and he's shit. and he's actually fighting uh bruce in in the hulk's mind 
And in this issue, we find uh, the Avengers have figured out where Hulk is. He's on the the black hand of God that we saw in the in the yes, Thor. Yes, set up in Thor. Yeah. Yes. Um, they found that there's a there's a great part where like uh, Tony's like, oh yeah, I've got deep space satellites. Keep monitoring like unknown space for anything coming. And 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 I heard the sound and the sound. Uh, uh, you know, uh, when unpacked it, it, it said Hulk smash and everything. <laughs> and, and Reed Richards was like, wow, that's really, you know, quite technically adept of you. I didn't think you had the resources or know how to do that sort of stuff. And Tony's like, ah, it's, you, I, I actually don't do that. Uh, Thor's Ravens just told me that, you know, <laughs> yeah, just, like just being a total dick. And, uh, because of that first issue of Hulk, uh, where Iron Man was almost killed by Bruce, yeah, uh, they had a big knockdown drag out. Yeah, like, Tony wants to go after him. Like the other Avengers, like, ah, we'll sit back. Thor's got this, you know, we'll deal with it until we get more intel. And Tony's like, nah, man, I'm I've got my my rocket ready at Wondergore. I'm going off to beat him. <laughs> and we find out that the the Iron Man armor that's in the Avengers uh mountain that's talking in the team with the team is just remotely controlled and Tony's mm-hmm. already on his way to the Black Hand. Sounds about right. Um Thor and all that uh, continue to fight and uh, something happens when uh, the the Bruce aspect of in in the Hulk's mind gets knocked out, and it kind of like resets his security measures. So he then mm. uh, he locked away what happened in El Paso in his mind, deep in his mind, so he couldn't access it. But because he got got knocked out by Odin, he can't access it now. And we find out that when he was in El Paso, he was just, he was like a bar with bikers and you, you think like the bikers would pick on him, but the bikers are like the nicest guys ever. Like one, <laughs> one accidentally like knocks a drink over on Bruce and he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And, and Bruce, like he doesn't really know what happened, but something happened where his rage infected everyone in the town oh, and turned them into Hulks. Cause he came to oh. El Paso to the whole thing is there was a monster in El Paso that was apparently killing people at the border that were coming across right, the right. border. And he went there to try and deal with it because he and Hulk, you know, they fought the devil. They agreed we're going to help save the world. So we're going to yeah, help yeah, save yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he went there to find out what it was. And apparently there was no monster or it's at least implied that he was the monster. Oh. And um, something happens to him where something takes over. It's probably the thing that was in, hulk issue four which is the titan hulk which is right i have you read that issue yet i have not i still but, like, I need to catch up but please tell me because i'm it's, all aboard it's basically implied that the titan hulk is what if the hulk had a hulk mm. and because obviously bruce is keeping the hulk locked in the engine room you keep you keep right. that rage and anger and everything bottled up what the fuck happens to it and uh it looks like doomsday it like grows it really like does. grows like the all these things and like sucks energy out of people and everything and i think it's kind of implied that's what happens to bruce here where like something dark takes over his eyes go black and he ends up ripping apart this entire town as bruce banner oh. and then he wakes up and everything's on fire everyone's dead and they're yeah. all blaming him for it yeah yeah they're all blaming him for it and it's at that point he realized that like the fury of the hulk and the rage can't be tamed or worked with so he instead of it using him he decides he's going to use it and that's where he developed like the starship hulk right okay maybe i need to catch up on this because this does sound pretty fun and it sounds like kate's is building on several ideas that he's planted across thor and hulk yes and just as odin is about to like sort of work out with with bruce of like how to deal with it and everything 
fucking Iron Man shows up in his giant armor right. and is looking to like kill the Hulk. Thinking, thinking the wrong thing. You know, you yeah. don't know. We were working it out. Yeah. Okay, you've sold me. I might have to check in on this now. It, it's really fucking cool because it, it's building off all that stuff Al Ewing did, but like, yes. no, it's not retconning it or anything or resetting it. It's like just taking what was there and just building stuff on top of it. Right. Right. Huh. Okay. Might be, might be something there. <laughs> I might have to look into it again. I, I, I didn't know I'd be getting into like a new crossover series and having to like cover double books and everything. But well, maybe, maybe when it's, it's done, very short, this uh, Banner of War. It's like I think Is there's it? two more issues of it, of like Hulk and Thor left for it right, to finish. Cause, right, because I know they had like an Alpha issue, yes. and then Thor came out this week. Yeah, they had the Alpha, then Thor, then Hulk, and then Thor, and then I think that's it. Okay, well, at least it is a little on the short side. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. All right. Uh, last one I read this week was Immortal Hulk, or uh, Immortal Hulk, Immortal X-Men number two. Yeah, see, I, I read X-Men Red instead of this one, but I'm going to ah. read this one. All right, well, we can contrast and compare. Uh, so that first issue of Mortal X-Men was basically all about uh, Mr. Sinister yes. and all the machinations of the council. Yes. This one is all about Hope Summers, the newest member of the council, who okay. I think basically she's going to be our POV going forward now. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, she's she's the one who kind of gets the council and everyone into into gear and into action to fight Celine's monster that she created because she was all pissed about being passed over. Nice. It's uh, it's super cool, actually, because she's like, yeah, you know, I've been on the five for so long. I haven't been out in the field in forever. I'm feeling rusty. You know, I used to have a sidearm. You know, I used to be like this big bad fighter. And now I kind of need to find myself again. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's solid. It's a good mix. Uh, Mr. Sinister has a great moment where he's like, hey, you know, I, I think I know how to beat the monster. I've been working on a chimera formula that when I take it will turn me into a giant kaiju sinister. <laughs> And Professor X is like, are you fucking kidding me? You were working on that? And it's like, now, 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 don't worry. It's not finished. You know, I'm growing teeth everywhere like a Cronenberg monster. But aren't you glad I have it to fight this kaiju threat? Uh, also, one small problem. Uh, it's unstable and I'm going to explode any minute now. So can someone please save me when I explode? Oh, no. <laughs> It's it's very funny. Sinister's funny, and uh, Hope like kind of wins the day too because Destiny tells her like, "Hey, you know, Celine's gonna be by this window, and she's gonna look out it for no more than three seconds. Deal with that information, what you will." <laughs> and Hope's like, "Well, I was raised by Cable, you know, in a dark future, so I know my way around a sniper rifle. Hey, someone open me a portal. I'm gonna borrow some powers." She does it, jumps through the portal, does like a fucking Call of Duty 360 no scope, <laughs> kills Celine, and it's like that's okay right you know, i didn't break any council rule right no like, eh, well, we're gonna let this one slide just because she was a bitch so it's okay I, you're a new council member you always get one you get one <laughs> that's basically that's basically what they do it's like well you saved the day and i mean she sucks and i mean she's not really dead because we can bring her back whenever we want we just don't want to because she was mean to us <laughs> So we're just going to keep her dead for the next little bit. Good, good job. Welcome. Welcome to the council. We we love how you bend the rules when it suits you. <laughs> You'll fit in right. <laughs> That's literally the story. You're going to fit in just great, Hope. Uh, Bland Man helping us out. Oh, yeah. Another episode of Joel's speed run to becoming broke from Matt's comic recommendations. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Like, I think I have a healthy number of comics. And then it's like, okay, I'll read this crossover. <laughs> I was reading Thor anyway, but I fell behind because the big Odin funeral issue was like 60 pages yeah it's it's pretty big but it's it's worth it it's it's a it, good it, book it looks good and it's like i'm gonna get to it eventually when i have time yeah 
Yeah. Although then again, I'm like two behind now and a crossover. This is <laughs> this is the sort of thing that makes me stop. Where I'm like, that's just a lot of work to catch up on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that was Immortal X-Men. It is very cool. Cool. I wonder where the sinister stuff fits in with uh, what we saw in X-Men 11, where, where know, he's right. uh, Dr. Stasis, or a, a clone of him is Dr. Stasis. Yeah. Again, I, I'm assuming that's just like a clone that got away, where it's like, ah, oh, crap, yeah. what did I do with that one? I'm missing one. Yeah, yeah. Also, as another fan uh, pointed out, apparently uh, in another issue, Sinister made a point of saying like, oh, I got rid of all the parts of me that's a eugenicist. Okay. So I could better fit in with Krakoa. And I'm like, oh, is that the part of him that was like a weird eugenicist? <laughs> is that what Dr. Stasis is? Just all the eugenicist parts of Mr. Sinister? If so, that's actually pretty clever. That's pretty cool, yeah. That's a pretty clever idea. And also you built up to that over a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So uh, what was X-Men Red like? Oh, this this was a good issue. This was a fucking good issue. So the first issue we saw, much like the Immortal, how it was like Sinister and now Hope, This the first issue of that we saw uh, Storm setting up the Brotherhood of Araco. This yes. issue is Brand setting up the X-Men Red team. Oh. Um, and it's mainly focused around uh, Vulcan. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, because Vul Vulcan's... Uh, quite mentally ill at the moment sure is um he's like seeing petra and sway who are dead long dead yes um he's seeing yes them he was seeing them before actually yes. too so he's been fucked up for a while yeah he's seeing them uh like in his head and like he, like xavier and all that want to like tap into his mind to like help him and like kind of ride it but he doesn't want any help so he ends up leaving he ends up kind of blowing up the summer house and, <laughs> and leaving for and that's how he wound up on mars in that first issue where he was like like picking on uh shia diplomats in the diplomatic zone yes, and everything yes. uh but brand has gotten a hold of him is like hey you're you're like just the type of unstable mutant i like come and join sword <laughs> and she introduces him to the x-men red team which is just the sword team yes um they're all like happy to you know do what they need to do on araco except for manifold and he's like hmm, i don't know why does araco need a krakoan x-men team they they have their own government, their own people. Yeah, yeah. They huh. should look after themselves, you know. It should be them who look after their home, not us. And um, he's also calling Brand out on her ship because she killed Henry Gyrich and took his place on Orchis. Oh, is Henry Gyrich dead? I was yeah, she, she blew him out of an airlock. Okay, yeah, because he was in everything for me. Yeah. He was making trouble for the Hulk. He was making yep. trouble for the X-Men. Yeah, she blew him out of an airlock and took his place on Orchis. Um, and he he would have been saved by manifold but uh brand actually uh, it's it's really quite quite genius because in that final issue of sword she dropped um the sword station on australia so uh manifold had to rush to save his homeland so he couldn't Obviously. be available to save henry so she blew him out of the airlock while he was indisposed so he died and manifold calls her on her shit about this and she's like oh i didn't kill him he committed suicide you know he blew himself out of an airlock i didn't do anything i just watched you know um so he ends up quitting the team and leaving mm. and uh so then cable has to fill in for like the the transportation of the group and it's just in time because the progenitors attack araco uh mm. the progenitors those big fucking weird monster scientists that the uh 
the Inhumans fought a couple of times. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it's been a while since I've heard about that. Yeah, they've come to Arako to, like, study people, which means killing people and taking their powers and shit. And the team the team respond to the to the um, the threat, and Cable is killed almost immediately. Yikes. And um, the team don't know what the fuck to do, because they this is, like, their first mission. They literally met 10 minutes ago. So they're, they're trying to figure out what to do. So Bran tells Vulcan to take command and instill his will over the people of Araka and get them to leave. Because the people of Araka are attacking, but the progenitors attacked like an art community. So it's like people who can like make constructs of cubes and, mm. and like music, you know, not actual powers. So they can't defend themselves. Right. But they're Araka. So they're Iraqi. So they think they can and they don't like the Krakoans. So yeah the 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 krakoan x-men are kind of making things worse and we learn that that's actually brand's plan to make to um have like this x-men team not even bother protecting them but kind of uh fuel that anti-krakoan x-men sentiment in the iraqi and cause civil war between yeah yeah that and that's her thing and then so they'll destroy each other and then orchards can come in and kind of like clean up the mess because orchard is on the moon of her. yeah uh but what she didn't count on was the brotherhood of Araco, and they turn up and they end up fighting the x-men red team and uh just destroying them just uh, <laughs> absolutely like uh vulcan ends up trying to take on uh storm and uh storm ends up just like brutally killing him with like her she like causes lightning to form in him and like, Man, that's a like, pretty good fucking win for her, considering how strong Vulcan is usually shown to be. Well, they, they, she makes a point of that. She makes a point was like, we're both Omega level mutants. We both have really good energy based powers, but the problem is, I have learned to train with my powers. You haven't because you think because he thinks he's you're the strongest. He thinks already. he's the strongest. He's train. the emperor of the Shi'ar Empire, and he thinks he's never had to train or anything. So she has more control over her power. That makes sense, because, like, Vulcan, whenever we see him, he's mostly just drinking and sulking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty pretty much what he... That's literally the first page. He's, he's, like, drinking margaritas, because that's the only thing that helps him, like, dulls his mind so he doesn't, that's, you know, get fucked up more. That's, that's fair for the legacy of this character <laughs> to get beaten by Storm just to show how much more powerful <laughs> she is and more disciplined. Uh, and the book ends with Bran realizing, okay, we've got a... Um, re rethink of how we do things so i want you to go and kill tan the uncaring so then you can take his place on the great ring oh, council of Araco, right. and we'll we'll fight them with politics cool very yeah. game of thrones I, I like tarn the uncaring too he was yeah. in that hellions book yeah he's a, he's a mainstay in this book and he was in like the end of the, like the sword book yeah he's 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 called the um uh the Araco boogeyman right he's there mr sinister basically pretty much yeah. them out yeah yeah that's cool all right that that also sounds good again i know i didn't read sword because i had to cut <laughs> something but you did have me at erico brotherhood that are actually the good guys yes yeah that sounds like a fucking winning combination it, it's the good guys and the team is made up with like some questionable people like magneto's on the team this guy called yeah. the fisher king who is an Araco with no power with no powers yet the people of Araco see him as like some like like second coming of jesus but he won't like reveal why huh. yeah it's, it's really quite an interesting team makeup oh and um what's his name's on the team as well uh roberto da costa oh Deca- the fucking da costa came back yeah <laughs> that's good good for him good for da costa <laughs> yeah all right so is that it for this week i think that's everything we read i think so yeah 
I think that's everything we read. Tell you what, before we go, everyone, uh, we're going to see what's coming out this week and what you can check out today as this show drops on Wednesday for uh, everyone. I've been checking to see when Dark Crisis begins, but I know it's not this week. Yeah, it's weird. They had that big first issue, and then they're like, eh, we're going to cool off for a bit. Uh, all right, here I got the release calendar up here in a second. No, not just the Marvel one. I want everyone. God damn it. There's more than one group of comics that come out every week. Okay, what do we got? Uh, ooh, Saga fans. You got more Saga to look forward to. Oh, nice. Uh, the, next, the next part of Podcaster Riddler comes out. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, we got some more Moon Knight. Uh, we got the next Action Comics. That story is definitely heating up. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, we got Amazing Spider-Man number two, following up on that one from Zeb Wells. Nice. Uh, we got Hulk number seven, the next part of Banner of War. Yep. Uh, Avengers 56. Oh, it looks like Jane is meeting Jane on the cover of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Batman uh, Beyond White Knight number three. Ooh. Punisher, Punisher number three. Uh, Devil's Reign Origins. Yeah, it's been a while since we've checked back on in with uh, Daredevil. Yeah, Devil's Reign Origins. Who the fuck's that gonna be? Uh, Omega. Sorry, Devil Reign. Oh, Omega. Omega. Oh, okay. So the fallout from that, and I guess Ooh. whatever the book is going to become now. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I'm shocked. I'm like, wait, didn't the Omega already come out? You yeah, thought it would have yeah. come out closer to the actual thing itself. Yeah, because that book ended what a couple of weeks ago. A while ago, I think a couple yeah. months ago now. Yeah. Uh, we got Deathstroke Inc. number nine, which is the continuation of Shadow War. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, Legion of X number one. Ah, the continuation of Way of X, uh, Nightcrawler and the Mutant Religion. Yeah, sign me nice. up. Nice. I want me some of that. Uh, DC versus Vampires Hunters number one. I know you were reading that. Yeah, I was reading that this is the first tie-in for that book. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a tie-in. Right. Uh, we got Robin 14. Is that also Shadow War? I uh, Yeah, I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah, Deathstroke Terminated. Yes, this is also... Okay, so we're getting two Shadow War books in one week. God damn, this series is longer than it needed at, to be. At least it's going on. I, I saw that they released like a big tie-in this week, I think it was this week. I, I'm probably not going to read it just because it's... Tie- I don't need to know what Black Canary is up to. Or, Likewise, yes. You know? I skipped that for the same reason. Uh, Radical Red number three, or sorry, Radiant Red number three, uh, Godzilla vs. the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers oh, yes. three, uh, Power Rangers Universe number six. Oh, did you see uh, they came out with a brand new uh, gender non-binary Power Ranger, the Death Ranger? Yeah. I think that's like the perfect like name for like a non-binary character because death Very. is non-binary. Death knows no gender, yeah. no It's so color, fucking no cool. Breed. It's so cool. It's- and all the actual queer non-binary people I follow on Twitter are like, this is fucking metal as hell, finally. It's so cool. <laughs> finally, the representation we want just making <laughs> us sick as hell. And I'm like, I agree. <laughs> I'm very happy for you that you could have a character that's sick as fuck. <laughs> uh, that's about it for all the big titles we got coming out. So you can look forward to that next, or this week, again, today, as you're seeing this, because the episode drops on Wednesday for everyone else. And if, uh, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to the show first before anyone, be it in both audio and digital format. Again, you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. It's always very appreciated. It helps us keep the lights on here, helps me pay in Matt, helps me do all the important things that I need to do, take care of my dirty, rotten teeth. So, you know, <laughs> your money is going to a good place, I promise. <laughs> 
So thank you everyone for that. Uh, we'll be back again next week for more good showness. And uh, thank you everyone for sticking around with us here uh, late Sunday night. Yes. Thank you, everyone. All right. Bye-bye. See you next time. Bye.